You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Lots to do, lots to run through, an hour to do it all, of course. We take you up to Golick and Wingo, who come your way at 6 o'clock. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. I'm on Twitter. You can find me there on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question up for today. Ready to roll once again. And where to begin? Where to begin on this uh, Tuesday? Well, let's begin at the start, right? First off, and this is going to come as a surprise to a lot of people. First off, congratulations to Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin won the Daytona 500 last night. Crazy finish. One of the closest finishes in years. His margin of victory was .014 seconds over Ryan Blaney. Second closest in the race's history. Did I say that already? It was. Hamlin won as a result of a crash near the end. Ryan Newman had been leading the race, had been winning, but right near the end, wiped out, his car flipped, bad accident, and when it happened, it looked really bad. And then it looked even worse because there was no information being given. Now, if you know me, you know I'm not a huge NASCAR guy. I was watching last night because it just kind of fell into my wheelhouse, right? It was supposed to be on Sunday, but because of the rain, didn't happen. And I got to be honest, Monday works a lot better for me. If they can start just scheduling sporting events based on how it affects me, there's a better chance that I might watch. So yesterday, I think they got started at 4 o'clock. I was not there at the beginning, but I was there at the end. And when the race was going on and that crash happens, right, you have the winner of the race, but the bigger story is what's going on with Ryan Newman. And it didn't look good. There was no information at the time. And then they go back to the broadcasters, and Jeff Gordon is one of the broadcasters. And while they weren't giving you any details of any real any depth at all, just saying, you know, it was an accident, this and that, we don't have any further details at this time, when you saw Jeff Gordon's face, you didn't need to be a huge NASCAR fan to think, uh-oh, this is bad. And it almost felt like, it's very reminiscent, and I do remember this one, when Dale Earnhardt had died. When that crash happened, and that crash was, did not seem at the time as a NASCAR novice to be, you know, you see some of these crashes and cars are flipping over and there's fire and there's this thing and that thing. The Dale Earnhardt one did not really seem that bad at the time, but you knew something was really wrong at the time because there was not any information. It just felt like the announcers knew something, but they couldn't say anything at the time. But in at least in this situation with Ryan Newman, there is some good news. Newman was hospitalized, this is from NASCAR, hospitalized with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. So certainly far better news than it seemed like we were going to get, and hopefully we'll get more details over the course of the day. But uh, as I said, I was really into it last night, A, because the timing was better, and B, I guess I'd have to say, have you heard that FanDuel is America's number one sports book for a reason? Uh, I have a buddy who's huge into NASCAR. So he was texting me all week leading up to the Daytona 500 saying, you know, you got to watch this. You got to be into it. It's huge. It's this. It's that. So I tried to watch it on Sunday and uh, there was nothing really going on. 
But as I was leading up to it, I said, all right, I got to watch this thing. How am I going to make this interesting for myself? So uh, I looked and I found, look, look at this. There happens to be a way you can bet on it. And for all the criticism of sports gambling and all oh, the, the amount of lies this is going to ruin, nobody ever talks about the lives that it improves. And for something that I felt like I needed to watch, it gave me a reason to be interested in it. And it didn't take a lot. I talked to my buddy, got a couple of names, put some money, not a lot of money, but, you know, a little bit to keep it interesting. And Denny Hamlin, who was the defending champ, was going off at 10 to 1 odds. And I said, you know what? Let me get a little piece of that action. And that action not only made me watch, it kept me interested. So uh, certainly a big story there. And hopefully we get more better details today about uh, Ryan Newman and his condition. But uh, that story is not going away. And the other story that's not going away, you know it, you love it. The Houston Astros. This is the story of the moment. The story so far in sports of 2020, the actual sports story, not the, you know, just the the scope of sports, which I think you would have to say would still be the Kobe Bryant story. When you look back on 2020, the sports stories that are going to be there, certainly Kobe Bryant's death is going to be one of them. But in terms of the actual sports stories that we cover on a day in, day out basis, the Astros story is the story of the moment. It will eventually fade. I'm assuming that once you get into games this season, if not spring training games, I don't think it's going to die down throughout spring training. It's going to be a talking point throughout spring training. But once you finally get into games, it will eventually fade a bit. But we're not there yet. Yesterday, Mike Trout, who doesn't say anything about anything, a guy who's been openly criticized by the baseball commissioner for not having a bigger profile, well, had no problem chiming in on the Houston Astros. Said, among other things, it's tough. They cheated. I don't agree with the punishments. The player's not getting anything. It was a player-driven thing. It sucks. Too, uh, too many guys' careers have been affected. A lot of people lost jobs. It was tough. Me going up there to the plate knowing what was coming... It would be pretty fun up there. So it's not just what he said, but the fact that he said anything. When Mike Trout, milk toast Mike Trout, is crushing Major League Baseball and the punishments handed down for a scandal in the sport, when he even has an opinion and the opinion is the punishments were a joke, you know that's a bad sign if you're the one handing down the punishment. Justin Turner of the Dodgers went after Rob Manfred yesterday saying that uh, for not taking away the trophy and referring to it as a hunk of metal. He also crushed Rob Manfred for not doing enough to uncover the system. Well, look, everybody's got an opinion on the Astros thing and certainly want to hear from you at 1-800-919-ESPN. But for all the opinions about what happened, what should have happened, how the punishment should have went, how it actually went, there is no debate on this point. No one can dispute this at all. Major League Baseball did nothing, even though they had information, even though teams had directly complained to the league about this specific thing. They did nothing until Mike Fires did their job for them. That's not even up for debate. Major League Baseball, and one of the points being made, is that 
Major League Baseball did a horrendous job from the jump, mainly because they didn't do anything at the jump. Glaber Torres of the Yankees also hitting on another major point that we brought up yesterday, brought up on Saturday. The, the reason why this story is not going to die down anytime soon is because not only did the Astros cheat in 2017, that has been proven. Not only did they continue that system throughout 2018, that has been proven. But Glaber Torres hits on what the feeling it seems like within Major League Baseball is. And that is that the Astros were even cheating last year. Oh, that's just a bitter Yankee, right? That's what people, oh, bitter Yankee fan. Uh, yeah, but Anthony Rendon, I don't believe he's on the Yankees, right? He's on the Angels. He was on the Nationals last year who won a World Series. And he was went on the record yesterday saying that they knew, the Nationals knew. People came to them and said, be on the lookout. The Astros are absolutely cheating. And that was in 2017. That was in 2018. That was 2019. So the problem is a multi-step problem for Major League Baseball. It does not feel like they punished 2017 nearly strictly enough. They never got to what the real bottom line is Well, until they were forced to do something. And it doesn't feel like this story is over. Not just the reaction to the punishment, the lack of punishment, but the fact that feels like this is going to continue to go on. Baseball has not gotten to the bottom of this in any way. They misread the situation from the beginning. They never thought that the other players would be as ticked off as they are. The fact that Major League Baseball players are going on record and saying what they're saying, that is a huge angle of this and a huge part of it. Nobody thought, especially not Major League Baseball, that the anger would be this pronounced. So the thing that people will say is, well, you know, Gordon, the Astros cheated in 2017. Okay, fine. But you can't expect, with all the focus that's going to be on them, that they're going to continue to do it now. They would have to be just brazen to continue to cheat now. Oh, more brazen than everyone within the organization basically being in lockstep? From the general manager to the manager to the coaches to the players? having their own system that clearly broke the rules, even as they were being warned by Major League Baseball, hey, don't do this, more brazen than that? Well, here's the thing. Cheaters don't stop cheating just because they're being being suspected of cheating. Did Lance Armstrong, when, when people started putting two and two together about Lance Armstrong, the French media, following the Tour de France. And there was speculation that this guy was cheating. Did he stop doing what he was doing, blood doping? No. No, he doubled down on it. Because you didn't didn't catch him doing it in the act. When Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or other players who have been suspected of of using 
performance-enhancing drugs, when the focus has been on them, as Barry Bonds was getting closer and closer to the home run record, and everybody said, wait, Barry Bonds used to look like this, and now he looks like that. Did Barry Bonds say, oh, they're on to me, better stop doing this. No, he didn't. So anybody who thinks, and, and this is not just me, I'm the, who am I, right? This is people within the game, baseball players who are willing to go on the record and say, you know what? Yeah, they cheated in 2017. That's bad. They altered the course of history by winning the World Series that year. But nobody, I, I have not found anybody, maybe there is somebody out there who feels like, well, you know what? At least baseball got to the bottom of it, and we know now everything's on the level when it comes to the Houston Astros. Have you found anybody willing to go on the record and say that? In the world of hot takes and ridiculous opinions that you hear left and right, nobody anywhere is saying, you know what? At least now the Astros, we know for a fact they're not doing anything shady. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Our poll question today. Ties in a couple of things that we touched on in the open. A little gambling and a little Astros. Sportsbook William Hill. Now this is the only one I've seen so far. They have set an over-under for the number of Astros players to get hit by pitches this year. They have set that over-under at 83 and a half. 83 and a half guys getting hit by pitches. So our poll question today, very simple, very straightforward. Do you got the over or do you got the under? You can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, coming up. We'll get you the answer on that, at least my opinion. Could Jay Wright be the coach of the Knicks? Ooh, Knicks already. Remember when they <laughs> – it's outrageous that to anyone within the Knicks organization would ever hint that someone outside of Mike Miller might be the coach beyond this year. But now that we're talking about it, hey, how about Jay Wright? So we'll get into that story. Could Jay Wright be the guy the Knicks target? You know, there's one other thing about the uh, Astros story yesterday. The Athletic had a uh, report, you know, that any uh, potential punishment, like if, if Major League Baseball went after the players, we all realize the players, because of the strength of the players' union, the fact that it's a collectively bargained situation, the players would have had a very strong case of filing grievances. And the Athletic had a story that uh, everything would have wound up before an arbitrator and there would have been grievances. And according to the Athletic, in the words of an official from MLB, the league would have been smoked. The league would have looked like a fool. It would have been brutal. And I, I think that most people would have, if you ask most people and give them the situation, they realize that actually getting the players to serve any punishment would have been very, very difficult given the situation. But I would just simply say, would the league have looked any worse than they look right now? You have every single player from the sport coming out and saying that the punishment did not fit the crime, even just for the 2017 part, not even looking forward and making sure that you got to the bottom of it. The fact that you didn't take away the, 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 the World Series or put an asterisk on it or, or, or punish them in some way that way. You didn't go after the owner who is the literal owner of the team who either should have known or did know what was going on. You didn't punish the players at all in any way 
offered them immunity, and it really doesn't seem like you got a whole lot out of your deal. Like, you gave them immunity. What? How did you benefit from that? Because it seems like most of the bulk work has been done or had been done on the uh, on the investigation based on the fact that Mike Fires talked to the athletic and gave you the blueprint. So to say that the league would have been smoked and they would have looked like a fool and it would have been brutal, well, every single solitary day, someone from within the game is saying, A, the punishment did not fit the crime, and B, I still feel like the Astros are doing something and everybody within the game, outside of the game, believes that they were wearing buzzers. So I don't know what the goal of the punishment was. Didn't seem to all of a sudden uh, work out that well. And it could always be worse, I guess. Kind of hard to envision that right now, though. Like, if you handed down punishment to the players, suspended them, say, I don't know, 50 games, and it got overturned, at least you'd be able to say, well, look, we wanted to punish the players, but we just couldn't legally do it. The way you went about it, you didn't You didn't even try. You offered them immunity right as soon as the, the bank robbers walked in, and you offered them immunity right off the, ah, don't worry about the bank robbery. Just tell us how you did it. Doesn't seem like a great system. And I, maybe it could be worse. Maybe Major League Baseball could have looked worse if they had tried to. I think that, that at least you would have been able to fall back on and saying, you know what? Doesn't look so bad. At least they tried. As things stand right now, it doesn't seem like they tried anything. Didn't try to punish 2017. Didn't try to root out the problem when they first learned of it. Didn't try to root out the problem even now. Didn't punish the players. Didn't punish the owner. And even the people you did punish and the GM and the, and the, and the manager, even that's not a strict punishment. A one-year ban? That's nothing. And the only reason they're not going to be back in the game, at least for Lou now, seems because uh, it seems like he's a jerk and people don't like him. Right, let's go to phones. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Go to Jimmy in Jersey. Jimmy, what's going on, man? Hey, Jimmy. Uh, You're Jimmy. Hey, I'm Gordon. Yeah, hey. Uh, I agree with you. They didn't get punished enough, the Astros. But let me ask you about the Yankees, and you say the disgruntled Yankee fans. The Yankees had Carlos Beltran on their payroll in 2018 and 19. Yep. You don't think they knew that the Astros were cheating because the mastermind, Carlos Beltran, was on the Yankees' payroll? Yep. How come we're not hearing anything about that? Because there's no evidence of that, Jimmy. Well, then why'd the Mets fire him? Because they didn't like the way it looked and they were going to be answering questions about something that they didn't have anything to do with and, and that Beltron did, but not while his time with the Mets. So you don't think the Yankee management, you don't think Cashman, you don't think anybody said, hey, we're hearing rumors about the Astros doing this, this, and this. Can you tell us anything about it? Well, I think look, little... Jimmy, maybe they did have those conversations. Nobody's been able to uncover those. And at least according to the reports that you have heard, Beltron kept that stuff pretty close to him. He he did not go around volunteering that information. But the Nationals knew. You're giving praise to the Nationals. They sniffed it out. You don't think the Yankees are smart enough to realize that? Well, no. Look, maybe the Yankees, I mean, I'm sure the Yankees knew something was going on, but I don't think that they knew to what extent it was going on. And I don't even think the Astros knew exactly what was going on outside of the fact that they had a system in place trying to steal their signals. I think the Yankees knew that, too. Aaron Boone brought that up about the whistling and stuff like that. The oh, it's ridiculous! It's so silly. Meanwhile, it was clearly going on. And and in terms of Carl, here's the funny thing: everybody wants to turn this into the Yankees. Oh, the Yankees! The Yankees did this. 
Well, if you have some actual proof, well, by all means, bring that forward. If there's some actual proof, well, by all means, let's hear it out. But despite the fact that every baseball reporter is trying to find an angle to this because it's a fascinating story and there's an interest level that is just inherent in it, they've not been able to tie anything to the Yankees so far. Am I saying that the Yankees did absolutely nothing wrong? I don't know, but I'd like to have some proof that they did something wrong. And what it does tell you is that the fact that there's no proof that Carlos Beltran in his time with the Yankees was doing anything illegal. It just shows you the reports that all these players couldn't do anything. The godfather, El Jefe, Carlos Beltran, he just forced everybody into it. He just browbeat us. We couldn't say no. He's such a powerful bird. Oh my God. It's all ridiculous. It's all absolutely ridiculous. Players could have said no. And they're all putting the blame on Lunau with the Wall Street Journal article because Lunau, no power right now. Everybody likes A.J. Hinch, so they'll cover for him. Tom Verducci will cover for him. Carlos Beltran's not in the game. Whether or not he gets back in as a manager again doesn't seem like it, but everybody's good on putting all the blame. It wasn't me. It was that guy. El Jefe. El Jefe is okay to say, right? That's not like a bad... I don't know enough Spanish. I took Spanish for two years. I know like seven words. I think El Jefe is fine. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's go out to uh, Dario in Jersey. Dario, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's up, Gordon? Two things. First off, I'm taking the over on the 83 and a half. Yeah. And and two, um, the players' union, I understand Rob Branford is afraid of the players' union, but with all these players speaking out, what is... What if the players' union try to find a way to balance, you know, a punishment for the Astros while keeping the rest of the union happy? Am I wrong? In no, I think or? I think I think the union will protect the 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 rank and file no matter what the case is, right? Like, so if if it's a if it's a punishment's handed down by Major League Baseball, the union's going to be on the side of the people being punished. They don't want them being punished, especially since it's a collective. They're not going to just give up some bargaining rights just to make some people feel happy. Now, if there's players who are unhappy with the punishment, if there was some way that the union could support them, I'm sure they would support them too. They would just, they would support any side of an argument if it's involving a, a Major League Baseball player. It doesn't matter whether or not, like, they don't have to pick a side. Their side is the players. Got it. So I guess maybe the players, maybe the players set out the All-Star game. Could that be something as a... Uh, I think by, you know what, I think by that point, I think that it's all well and good to have these things said or, or be upset about this one or that one or the commissioner when you're not really putting anything on the line, right? Like the players are, are saying and giving their opinion. And I'm sure I'm not saying that they're not being honest or being sincere when they talk about their, their anger or their, the fact that they're upset and feel like things were taken away or stolen or whatnot. But when it really, when the rubber hits the road and they're forced to do something about it, I don't think they're going to do anything about it. I don't think that there's going to be any protests or anything like that. And certainly not by the, I mean, the all-star game is, you know, again, there are rules in place and I don't think that the, the players are that upset about it to do something like that. Now, could it be tying into the poll question of guys getting hit by pitches this year? I think that major league baseball to a large degree should stay out of this. Let the game kind of police itself because at least the game has showed you a better job of policing itself than major league baseball has. 
Major League Baseball could not really have handled this situation much worse. Now, I'm sure that they won't because at the end of the day, they're just worried about how things look, much like the punishment. They want to make it look good. Ooh, look, we fined them $5 million. We took away these draft picks. They want to make it look good, and they want you to focus forward. Don't look back. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that scandal. Look forward. Look forward to the season. So I'm sure that if we get into a week or two of the season, even before that, and the Astro players, I'm sure that in the early going, something will happen where one of them or two of them will get plunked in the game. Major League Baseball will come to their defense and punish the guys who are throwing the pitches far more than they punish the Astros themselves. one 800 919 espn one 800 919 Eli in Queens. Eli. What's going on, brother? Listen, this Astro argument already has me fed up already. Listen, we're never going to get, uh, you know, what we want, you know, these guys are going to be arrogant and not apologetic. It's going to take, and it's going to take for the, like you said, the, the players to police themselves. Maybe every time Otuve comes up, walk him, make believe he doesn't exist, ignore him totally, or uh, you know, hit him with pitches and, and police yourselves, and every and every player will pick up the fine if the players were that serious about being hurt about the scandal. And for the for the Yankees, for these people saying that the Yankees. Uh, had something to do because Beltran was an advisor. <laughs> it's amazing, right? It's yeah, amazing how people want to. Well, I'm sure the Yankees were doing something. Yeah, and there were and there were the whistleblowers on, on the Red Sox and, and the Apple Watch. So you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna snitch the Red Sox out, you better have a clean house. Yeah, you know. So well, look, I mean, if, if it does if it does turn out that the Yankees were doing something, don't worry. Don't worry. The Yankees, the one thing about them, the focus is always on them. So, and another part of this that I found hysterical, and I've heard this from a couple of places. I saw a clip yesterday about it. Well, you know, these fan bases, you can't protest too much because when your team won, your guys had steroid play. Like the Yankees, you won in 2009, A-Rod was using steroids. Well, it's not exactly the same thing now, is it? It's the steroid era. There wasn't one team that had access to steroids because if it were one team that had access to steroids, all right, that's a huge unfair advantage. But there were guys on every team. The Yankees team that won in 2009, A-Rod was, was clearly caught. Believe it or not, guys on other teams were using that as well. And that's kind of the, the problem with, with going after one team or another based on steroids is because we don't know who was using, but we know it was more than just one guy here and one guy there. This system, unless there's evidence to the contrary, and God knows Major League Baseball will never try and dig it up, but unless there's evidence to the contrary, it seems like the Astros were the only team that had a team-sponsored cheating program. Cameron center field, guy banging on a garbage can. They're the only ones who were doing that. And yes, that's a major advantage. And that major advantage has to be viewed as something that altered the history of Major League Baseball because the Astros just so happened to win. The year they knew what pitches were coming. Wow, look at that. First time in their history they won the World Series. What a coincidence. Mooney was open in the lane. Hub couldn't get it to him. 
Mooney trying to go to work. Mooney with the left. Tough shot. Fluger a huge rebound. Leshevsky for the lead. Got it! With 1.8 to go! Man, what a terrible year for North Carolina, right? What are they, like 10 and 17 or something now? I remember earlier this year, we were talking about FanDuel earlier. They had, they were, they had lost a bunch in a row and, uh, Roy Williams came out and, you know, kind of ripped the team publicly. I'm like, yeah, this is the time they're going to get it turned around. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out so well. Still haven't got it turned around. Losing last night to, uh, Notre Dame. 77-76, the final score there. So, uh, North Carolina, real down year for them this year. And uh, that kind of ties into uh, what I wanted to talk about next at 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So the Knicks, they're off until Friday. At some point, we're going to get the uh, Leon Rose press conference, right? It will be introduced. And that press conference, I'm not usually a big believer. I always talk about, you know, winning the press conference is not really a thing. To see what the stated approach will be, I'm interested to hear that. Because I'll be honest with you, Leon Rose, while it's a name that I've heard plenty in terms of being an agent, I don't know if I've ever really heard him speak publicly. Like I I mentioned, I'm not the only one who felt this way. When you first found out that Leon Rose was a white guy, you were like, whoa, really? Oh, that's a surprise there. So I'm interested to see what he has to say, what the stated goal will be, what the stated approach of the Knicks will be. Now, it's more important what they actually do than what is said, but considering where the Knicks are at, and how much work needs to be done, and just what their general approach has been in the past of taking shortcuts and thinking you're going to be able to sign free agents and just bring them in here. I mean, it was last offseason. It's not like five years ago. It's not three years ago. It was last summer. We all, after we got through free agency, all agreed, you know what? Knicks are going to have to build something on their own first before they are going to be able to woo anybody to come here as a free agent. So that press conference will be very interesting, but offshoot of that is that you know that there's going to be a lot of changes after this season is over. So there was a report in Forbes yesterday that when the Knicks do go searching for their next head coach, Jay Wright is someone that they will have interest in. And I guess that that would cut, that would seem like that's not an outrageous name to me to put out there, right? Jay Wright would certainly be a big Ticket item, I guess you would say, right? Like, that's a guy that you would look at, all right, that's a sexy hire, bringing Jay Wright in from Villanova. He's making the jump to the NBA. He's been at Villanova for 19 years. That seems crazy to me. Man, the time fly. And you could see him as a guy who would certainly make the jump at some point. Had some ties to the local area, certainly has ties, you know, South Philly. Leon Rose is a guy from South Philly, might have some connection there. I have not heard that there is definitely a connection there, but you could see that being a guy that they would target. And did you hear this report? Oh, and this is the big one. His house is up for sale. Oh, always love those reports. His house, that must mean he's going to, yeah, there we go. House up for sale. Can't be that he's just looking to buy a different house. No, the houses have those reports ever turned out to be right about anything? Anytime anybody's house is up for oh my god, his house is up for sale. Well, clearly that means this. It never means that. Now, should the Knicks have interest in Jay Wright? I would say yes, of course. If you're going if I'm going to criticize them for hiring Leon Rose without looking at every possibility or at least a lot of possibilities to hire the right person. Well, then I would say it would be hypocritical for me to say that going and looking at every possible name that you have interest in 
would be a mistake. They should absolutely have interest in Jay Wright. And if they have the chance to sit down with Jay Wright and, and see if they are on the same page with where he was at, that should make sense. Absolutely. But the question is really not whether or not the Knicks have any interest in Jay Wright. The question should be, why would Jay Wright have any interest in coming to the Knicks? Unless, unless there is some connection between he and Leon Rose that they are just best buddies and have known each other for 50 years or ever long and he's desperate to go to the NBA and, and this is his chance. Like, if he wants to go to the NBA, Jay Wright will have the chance to go to the NBA. I would think that a lot of teams would have interest in Jay Wright. Why he would have any interest in the Knicks at this stage seems like a bit of a stretch. Like people bring up from time to time, like when you have the head coach conversation, every once in a while you have somebody say, you know who the Knicks should go get? Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond's the I think to myself, why do you hate Becky Hammond? It's nothing against Becky Hammond, but whoever takes this job, unless there are fundamental changes to the approach and the talent level, nobody's going to be successful. And I would think that whoever they do go out and get, if you have other options, if you're a coach or a coaching candidate for a job, I would think that as quick as some of these jobs are taken and all of a sudden are back in the market, if I had another option outside of the Knicks right now, I think that I would take that other option. And sometimes you see moves that don't make sense at the time, right? It seems like a bad fit or it comes out of nowhere and these moves will surprise you. And then you get a few years down the road, you say, you know what? I was not in favor of that at the time. But you know what? Look, it took a little while, but things turned around. Sometimes there are examples of that. John Beeline being hired by the Cleveland Cavaliers was not one of those examples. I mean, what an outright disaster that one was. Halfway through year one of a five-year deal where the team is basically just as bad as they were before, all of a sudden they're looking for another head coach. Jay Wright, I'm sure, would have interest. A lot of teams would have interest in him. I don't see any reason why he would have interest in the Knicks. And if, it, if the reason is, is the Knicks are going to pay him, I don't know, what, $10 million a year, that's probably not the right reason to take a job. Jay Wright will have plenty of options, and I would think that they would all be better than what the Knicks job would be right now. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Go to Sean in East Brunswick. Sean, what's going on? Hey, Gordon, morning. What's up? Hey, just want to uh, ask you a quick question. Sure. Me and my buddy uh, Chris Yaka were talking about this. Let's just say they do eradicate the Astros championship. Right. What about the gamblers, Gordon? Well, what about them? Now, you're out of luck. You're out of luck? Yeah, of course. No insurance, nothing like that? No. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think there's any anything uh, retroactive in your gambling. I think that, we, you know, it's it's gambling for a reason. No, there's nothing you can do about that now. If you lost out on the 2017 Astros, uh, news for you. This just in. We have the breaking news. We have the breaking news sounder. Yeah, this just in. If you bet money against the Astros in 2017, you are still out that money. Yeah, that's. Uh, and if you bet money on the Astros, good for you. This also just in. You get to keep that money. Nobody's going to be tracking you down looking to uh, get that money back. So good news. Just depends on which one. Just know in future who's, who's more likely to be cheating. 
And if you had to go on that, I mean, the odds are overwhelming. We know. It's the Houston Astros. If you had to pick one team who is going to cheat in 2020, it's pretty clear the Houston Astros are almost certainly that team. Goodness, there's been so much today. Let me uh, explain. Wow, that was too much. Let me sum up. We have the Astros story. That's part of our poll question for today. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. It is the uh, William Hill Sportsbook setting the over-under on Astros players to get hit by pitches this season at 83 and a half. Which side are you taking? Now, I had the stat here somewhere. Oh, my papers. Over the last five years, only nine teams, I believe it is. Is that the stat? I can't find it. I got all these papers everywhere, and I do all this prep work, and then when you really need something, you can't find it. I would say that if I had to go over-under, I'd probably go over. I think there's just a natural tendency to always take the over on an over-under. Now, I know Major League Baseball has come out and said, you know, they're, they're going to be protecting the Astros. Heaven forbid the Astros ever get a little injured. Oh, my goodness. I think that there's enough anger that, and not just at the Astros, but I think also at Major League Baseball. All right, here he is. Five seasons, only nine teams have been hit by pitches more than 83 and a half times. So I would probably say I would take the over, even despite Major League Baseball coming out and saying that they're going to make sure that this is not get out of hand. The problem is, is that there's really only so much they can do. Like, at some point, if you are going to be punishing players for coming high and tight or, or plunking anybody, I mean, there's just a certain amount of teams. Every team has guys that get hit by pitches over the course of the year. I don't know what the lowest total is, but I'd say even if it's, if it's 50, there's going to be guys that get hit. And there's nothing you can do if you are putting a rule in place that if you throw at an Astros player or you hit an Astros player, that you are going to be punished right out of the box. Well, that is also altering how the games are going to be played. So I don't think that there's really that much that Major League Baseball can do. Now, if it's egregious, if guys are throwing at, at guys time and time again, all right, then maybe they do something. Or maybe teams are, are, are put on, both teams are warned before games involving the Astros. Maybe that's the case. But it'll be interesting to see not just the anger at the Astros, but also the anger at Major League Baseball. All these players, it's all well and good to come out and say, well, baseball got this wrong. They did this. They did that wrong. Let's see you, you know, talking about backing it up with actual action. I don't think that anybody's going to boycott anything or anything like that. But they can certainly throw at a guy and maybe not hit him, but certainly go after them uh, more than they would just the average team. So I would say I would take the over on that one. And I guess you'll probably know uh, pretty early on in the season if uh, if you got a shot at that one. Uh, that's one angle. That's our poll question for today. The other thing we were talking about was the Knicks and uh, Jay Wright. Would they have any interest in Jay Wright? Well, I'm sure that they would have interest in Jay Wright. I'm not really sure why Jay Wright would have any interest in them. And then the other story that I have not touched on, Yoannis Cespedes. You see this? Yesterday, Yoannis Cespedes was asked by the media to talk about his spring. And he refused. He said, not today, not tomorrow. What about Thursday? No, not at all this year. Whoa, Yoannis Cespedes. He's not going to talk to the media all year. And, of course, this brings up all the same talking point. Oh, he has a responsibility to talk to the media. The media is an extension of the fans. The media has not figured out. The fans don't care. <laughs> they don't need you to be their conduit. 
So I'm sure he does have a responsibility, and maybe at some point he will have to uh, fulfill that responsibility. I don't understand the value of forcing someone to talk who has no desire to talk, just to have some forced answers to be able to quote in an art. It's almost like an autograph, right? Like the value of the autograph should be the interaction that you got to meet the person, maybe interact for even a second, even for a short period of time that you were in close proximity to this person that you admire or like or whatever. It's not actually just going out and getting the person's signed name. So to just simply get a quote just to say you could have a quote, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like it has all that much value. So if he has no desire to talk, uh, okay. And if he has no desire to talk all season long, all right. I don't exactly know who he's mad. <laughs> who is he exactly mad at? It's not the media's fault he bought some ranch that seems to be just infested with wild boar. <laughs> oh, it's a very nice property. Well, you know, one of the downsides is it's just infested with – does anybody really think that, he, that that thing happened from a wild boar? Like that just seems ridiculous. Like if, he, if that happened, isn't that like an act of God? He really couldn't be held responsible. And I get it. He's lost a lot of money as a result of that injury. But it just seems, it seems kind of a, what do you think's more believable? That, that Cespedes got injured by the wild boar or that Altuve didn't take off his shirt because of the tattoo? That's a tough one. That's a poll question. We did very good numbers yesterday. That might be the poll question tomorrow. Which is more believable? Yoannis Cespedes injured himself sidestepping a wild boar. Or Jose Altuve did not want to take off his shirt because he was embarrassed about his tattoo on his collarbone. It's tough. I don't know which way to go. I don't believe either of them. I think they're both full of it. Right, let's go back to the phones. one 800 espn one 800 Stephen is in Jersey. Stephen. Hey, G-Money. How you doing this I'm good, morning? man. What's going on? Um, well, one, I believe that's for this because uh, uh, to, to say you didn't want to show a tattoo, I mean, and you've been proven that you've been cheating for the right. last you're, few years. You've, you're a convicted I, liar. I, I believe, yeah, I believe, I believe the, the wild boar over that. Um, but the reason why I called is because, one, um, I feel your, your, your passion and your animosity towards the next situation. I agree with you. It just hurts that you have to come so hard um, with it. But another thing I was talking about is the Astros. I feel the MLB, the only way you can really punish them is force these guys to play. And it would, it would solve a lot of issues. You force these guys to play, but take away their playoff uh, rights for the next two years. Yeah, um, but then it would show other, it would show, I mean, they should. It would show other teams, look, we're, we're disciplining these guys. It would discipline the owner because they won't be making money. Fans won't be going in here spending uh, money on tickets, spending money on merchandise because they know their team's not making the playoffs for the next two years. I mean, I mean, how many years have they been caught cheating? Two, three years. So at least two. That for them. Yeah. Yeah, at least two. So then, boom, take away the playoff rights for two years, and that would teach these guys. It sucks for the new guys that came on the team, but hey, that's your that's your building years. Use it as a, a, a rebuild uh, to develop your, your skills. So when you are ready to play for a playoff contention, then boom, you, you're good to go. And I will show these guys. Simple as that. That's the only way I feel because you can't, like you said, you can't take away their championship because therefore they already have it. Only way you could do is take away their rings, pawn them, and then give it to the, to the team that they played against, the Dodgers, and give them the money. Yeah. And that's not really doing that. I mean, Steven, so it, look, it's two things. It, 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 there's, this, uh, there's this theory in, in politics. It's called the Overton window. And it's the range of what is considered acceptable ideas 
to ideas that are outside of the normal discourse, right? So anything that's in the Overton window is kind of what people, you know, most people find themselves in that window. So when you're talking about punishment for the Astros, there were plenty of options for Major League Baseball within the Overton window of what would have maybe not solved the problem because you can't go back in time and solve the problem, but at least it would have made you feel better. Major League Baseball didn't hit on any of them. They didn't punish the team back then, but there are things that are being suggested and have been suggested. I brought this up even before the punishment. Taking away the ability to make the playoffs, even if you are a playoff team, that to me is outside of that window because that seems ridiculous. They're not going to go down that road. Because of all, I mean, there's guys on the team that had nothing to do with it, right? Your, your earning power within Major League Baseball for these guys is, I don't know what the average Major League career is, but it's usually very, very short. So there's going to be guys who would be suing Major League Baseball saying, hey, look, you're, you're impacting directly through no fault of my own. I'm not one of the ones that cheated. I just so happened to end up on the Astros, so now you're punishing me. So that's not one of those ones that is uh, within the uh, Overton window for me in terms of what the punishment should have been. Major League Baseball, did they have some some things that were very difficult to work with? Absolutely. But this idea that they would have looked bad if they went to try to punish the players, would they have looked any worse than they look right now? Where every single day you have one star or another saying Major League Baseball completely botched this? In terms of the Knicks, do I come down hard on the Knicks? Absolutely. I think it's generally because they make the wrong decisions Time and time, and they've been making the same wrong decision time and I just want them to do the right thing. And it's obvious what the right thing is most of the times in the moment. So am I hard on the Knicks? Absolutely. But I consider it tough love. I'm trying to scare them straight. So far, it has not worked. They're one of the kids that uh, went scared straight and kept getting even worse. That's going to do it for today. Poll question. Amazing numbers yesterday. Thank you to all who voted. Just make sure, most importantly, that you vote again today because it's uh, time. We'll see you tomorrow at 5, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.